glory. If you have your Bibles again, I want you to go with me to the 100th Psalm. And this is a message that uh, the Lord, I guess, let me walk through and begin to teach me about. Uh, drop that echo, if you would, Cowboy, for me, please. The power of being thankful. Amen. How many of you know anybody you could call negative Nancy? Anybody know? Y'all know how come it's easier and for so many people to give bad reports online? We live in a society today where everything we do is by looking at reviews that have been done. Anybody ever looked at a review on a business before? Well, let me tell you something. You have to work hard to get good reviews because it's so much easier when you have something negative to say to just let it bull out of you. Amen? How many of you know that we will never complain our way to a victory in the kingdom? Hello? Y'all ever had anybody in your life? Let's get real spiritual for a moment. You ever had anybody in your life that when they come walking up and they started talking, you just wanted to look at them with the love of Jesus and go, Shut up! I mean, just with the love of Jesus. You ever been there before? Because somebody could give them a million dollars and they would have put it in the wrong bag. You know what I'm talking about? Could you believe that they gave it to me in that leopard skin bag? Honey, I don't care if they brought in a brown paper bag. Bring on the money. Let's pray over this word. Father, we thank you for what you're about to do in this place. We honor you. Not because we have to. That day will come. The day will come when our knee will bow whether we want to or not to pay honor to you for which you're worth. But Father, we honor you tonight because we have recognized who you are. We honor you for who you are. We honor you for what you are. So Father, tonight I pray that these people would hear you. That everything that would be what Ray would have said, that's just something that Ray come up with, let it go in one of their ears and right out the other. But Father, everything that is you, I pray, Father, that that seed would place and find a home within them. Every seed you've ever planted has always brought life. It's always invaded those other things and caused them to leave, Father, when we absolutely honored that seed. So, Father, tonight we thank you for what you're about to do. In Jesus' name, if you agree, say amen. Psalm 100 says this. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is good. It is he who made us and we are his. Isn't there something in this psalm that shouts to us that God is crying for a generation of people to get a revelation of who he is? Because listen to me, if you get a revelation, see, revelation's not just the last book in this Bible. Revelation is when you begin to get an understanding of something. How many of you in here know there's a difference between knowing about something and have a complete understanding of it? When you begin to get a complete understanding of who God is, cat, it'll change everything, won't it? See, when you begin to understand who He is, you will never walk in anymore mealy mouth. You will 
never walk in grumbling and complaining because when you know who he is, when you come into his presence, you absolutely can't do anything but say, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. You understand, did you know that many people think that that is just an outline for prayer? Think about what it's saying. Hallowed be thy name. Holy is there just anywhere that it says when you come before the Lord that thou shalt bring us now let's make it King James because I want to make sure that all of you are with me tonight that thou shalt bringeth all of the things that you are not likingeth about your lifeeth right noweth and if you complaineth enoughth to Godeth he will fixeth up for youeth anybody hello then how come it is? Now let's tell me if I'm wrong, because I mean we're fixing to get real tonight. Have you ever heard somebody start praying? Oh God. And they begin to pray. And before too long, they quit talking to God and they talking to the people that are standing around them. Oh God, you know Bob right here. Oh God, just tell Bob that I love him. Shut up and tell him yourself. You're standing right there. And oh God, I hate to complain, but you know our bank account's a little dried. And God, I just don't know what's going to happen. I'm down to three packs of Marlboros and we're nearly broke. Isn't it amazing when our praying takes a turn? See, that's not what prayer is. That's not what worship is. I promise you there's a time and a place to bring your petitions to him. But you can never get it backwards, Dennis Aaron. If the first thing we do is walk in and give him a list of everything we want fixed, it's backwards. Because when you know God, you can't absolutely not come into his presence and just look at him. And Man, when you look at him, whoa, you'll see the answer for your prayer problem. Do you understand me? If you come into his presence and you look into his eyes, all of a sudden them problems, you're like, how about I just begin to worship him? But the problem in the church in America today is we ain't seen him. We ain't known him because we ain't spent no time with him. We spent more time with our problems. That's why we spend all of our time talking about our problems. Hello? Oh, now, Brother Ray. I know that you're a preacher and that you don't understand what we, the working class people, go through. Because I've seen that you drive a Ford, so evidently you can afford lots of repair bills. (laughs) If anybody works for Dodge and wants to sponsor us, come on, I'll give praise and glory. But think about it for a minute. Oh, you know, he's up there preaching. and Oh, look, it's just, would you, every time we've seen him preach, he just seems so happy. I bet you him and Miss Tricia have never had one of them knockdown, drag out fights. I bet you Miss Tricia has never slept so far on the other side of the bed that she was in a different zip code than him because she was mad at him. I bet you that they've never had one of those moments where if his toe slightly touched her, it was like, well, what are you doing? Can I ask y'all questions that ever happened to anybody else in here besides me? You know where that toe touches and they look at you like, go ahead, think about it, I'll kill you, graveyard dead. 
You're probably thinking to yourself, oh, look at him. Man, he's going to Ohio from here. And the last time he was here, he was taking that grandbaby to Destin. He doesn't know anything what it is to have money problems. But, man, it's so good to hear him talk so positive about this stuff. Let me tell you something. The only way that you will ever learn the power of being thankful is when you get to a place and you have to learn to be thankful for the smallest of things that you have. Isn't it amazing the things that we take for granted? You young people that are in this place today, you take your hair for granted every day. Look, I promise you, it could leave. Am I I saw you in there in your office today and I was like, dang genetics, he's still got hair. But I promise you in this place today, if you will ever get to the place where those little bitty things, see, I promise you, worship and thanksgiving will become so second nature for you if you never forget to be thankful for the littlest thing that you've ever had. And we take a lot of stuff for granted, do we not? My buddy that I was telling you lives in Canyon, Texas, he was a great instrument in helping us getting started in ministry. The very first ever pig show. That's right. Y'all didn't know y'all were looking at someone influential. I preach at pig shows. It's so smelly. Lots of places to cast demons, but it's all right. He was instrumental in helping us get it started. And it wasn't long ago that we were talking on the phone and he was talking about some goats that he was going to sell and he had this little boar goat that he was going to sell for $40,000, half interest in this boar goat and we were just going on and on and on. The next magazine's coming out, blah, 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 blah. And then one day I got the phone call. He said, Ray, they said I'm dying. I talked to him today. You know what he was telling me? He said, man, I said I hadn't had to wear oxygen in two weeks. Now listen to me. Oh yeah, praise I'm, I'm praising God for that. But you know what he's praising God for? Something that every one of us took for granted about three or four hundred times, maybe five hundred times since we got here, the ability to breathe. Can you imagine what the church would do today if we begin to remember the one that gave us the very breath in our lungs is also the one that gave us the salvation that he won for us on the cross and when he come out of the tomb. Could you imagine what would happen if we began to be thankful for even the smallest things? I promise you the negativity would leave the church. The fighting would leave the church. Someone being upset over some stupid thing in the church would leave today. The problem with church people thinking they're better than the people who are out getting high tonight would leave the church because we would remember how significant we were that God gave us the ability to breathe. Now this was taught to me in a unique way. And I've shared this message, this story here I think once before and, but it goes relevant with this message. We're fixing to read on to some scripture and I have the time right there. I won't keep you too long. About two and a half years ago, I don't know what happened in our ministry. We were going everywhere, just like we always did. We were having bigger crowds than we've ever had in our life. We were seeing more people come to know Jesus than we've ever seen in our life. But everywhere we went, we were losing five to $600 on their trip. I didn't think anything about it. 
no big deal. You know why? Because DA, you can attest to this. Have you ever went somewhere and preached hoping there'd be enough in the offering to pay your bills? I promise you, listen to me. When you go preach, it's a losing proposition. What you, what you know is that God sent you, so he's going to take care of it. So whether there's $5 in offering or whether there's 10000 in offering, it don't matter. The same God's going to provide it. It don't matter where it comes from. So I never even thought about it. I was like, oh, man, I wonder who's going to send a check in this month because I've been in ministry a long time. All of a sudden, I was out at the barn. Jackson's here, my youngest son. Raise your hand, Jackson. Good-looking kid. Raise your hand. Raise it up high. Don't act like you're a dardar. Thank you. That boy right there is a gift from heaven from me. You hear me? That's my boy. I love him. But listen to me. He loves to show pigs. And so we were getting ready, and, and, and we were going to a, a, a stock show and, and uh, a jackpot. That's a show like a team roping where you enter your money, and you say, my pig's got a prettier butt than yours. That's what it is, all right? Is that right, DA? Okay. <laughs> Baby got back. So anyway, <laughs> religious people hate it when I come here. They're like, he talks about his pig butt. Anyway, so anyway, we're loading up and my phone rings. Now I'll never forget as long as I live. And it was my office. It's an odd time for my office to be called. It's a Friday. It's in December. I'm like, hey, buddy, what's up? He goes, we need to talk. I was like, yeah, what's going on? He said, we're in trouble. I said, like, RS trouble? Because <laughs> then I'd go find another pair of underwear. Like, <laughs> I just messed these up. <laughs> He's like, no. I was like, okay, well, what kind of trouble we in? He goes, look, there ain't been nothing come in for about two months. He said, uh, your credit card's maxed out. I said, what? He said, house notes do. Trucks do. All these things are due. I said, why didn't you tell me? He said, because for the last 20 years in ministry, there's always been a check. He said, I just was waiting for what God was going to do. He said, I didn't want to worry you. He said, I knew you knew you weren't sending anything. And I was like, yeah, but I said, I was thinking the same thing, you know, that I assumed that there was a problem, you'd let me know. He goes, well, I'm letting you know. I said, well, it's a little late. Y'all ever had one of them moments where you're not very thankful? Hello? Can I, can I be real with you or do you want me just to be preacher and go, I went, oh, praise God for this mountain I'm facing. I just can't wait. Let me get on my spiritual hiking boots because I'm going to climb this mountain and I'll be victorious. No, I wasn't. I was like, dude, why didn't you call me? My house? My pickup? Not to mention, I'm going to a hog show. I don't need to be spending that money at the hog show. Do you understand me? I have no business spending the money at the hog show. So we already entered, so we went. Jackson won about triple what he entered because we bad to the bone at feeding show pigs. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Next time I preach, it will be on pride. Amen. Never mind. So anyway, we leave, we come home, and I'm thinking, man, something's got to turn around. Nothing turns around. I hate owing people. Now, some people, maybe you're in this place, I've known some people that they don't care. They'll skip out on a bill, and they don't care. They think those people have got enough, they can just have a write-off, not me. If I owe you, I will die trying to get you paid. I cannot stand being late. I want to pay you. That's just the way I'm born. I'm bred. It has nothing to do with being a preacher. That's just the way I was raised. 
I'll never forget, it's going along. No money's coming in. Fixing to have to sell every one of his show pigs. He didn't know how close we were, but we were going to have to feed or pig them because I was buying a bag of feed at a time. Really. Now, to some of you in this place, listen to me. This is a really good point for you to grab a hold of this. Some of you may be going, that's the stupidest thing in life. Really? If your son only had one thing that he loved above all, and you were fixing to have to look at him in the eyes and tell him that his own father couldn't provide for him to do it, it was devastating me. So I went to bed. I'll never forget. This has been going on for another three weeks. Phone had been ringing. How many of you love it when bill collectors call? It's been a long time since I had a bill collector call, but I, it refreshed my memory very quickly. It don't take long. Do you understand? And I took every phone call that they made, but I went to bed, and I was laying there in bed. And I went to sleep. 7.30 in the morning, my phone rings. Everybody in here knows I'm a morning person, right? <laughs> Negative ghost rider. But my phone rang at 7.30. I reached over, and I grabbed my phone, and I picked it up. And I said, yes. At this point, I was driving a Dodge. Praise God, because I sure couldn't afford any repairs. So I said, yes. And they said, Mr. Perryman, you do understand that you're 60 days past due on your pickup. I said, yes, ma'am. Now listen carefully to me. The next question ate me alive. They said, Mr. Perryman, could you please tell us what you do for a living? And I said, ma'am, I'm very sorry to tell you that I preach for a living. And I said, I don't have any idea what's going on. I said, you can look at my payment history. I said, but this is where my pickup's at. And I said, I'll take every call that you give. And when y'all need my pickup back, I said, I'll make sure that I return it to you wherever you ask. I will not run for you. I said, but if you'll just bear with me, I promise. I said, promise that I'll get there. The night before all this had happened, my wife and I sat in my bathroom floor and I had a jar of nickels, dimes, and quarters. Anybody got a jar like that at the house? Come on, I'm in on them things. I like them big ones when they get full, amen? Take the pennies out, give me them quarters. My wife, who loves me above everything she said we need groceries I had nothing but a jar so I envision this listen to me because it has a purpose I'm 47 years old. Now, to some of you in this place, you may not care and you may not want to be able to pay for your things and all that kind of stuff, but I promise you at 47 years old, you ought to have more than just a jar with nickels, dimes, and quarters if you've been working. You hear me? If you're 47 and been working, you ought to have more than a jar if, if, if you've been saving. And I've done everything that I knew right. And we're counting out these quarters. And I'll never forget, I looked over at my wife. Big old tears rolling down my face. And I said, I am so sorry that this is all we have. She looked at me, I'll never forget. That Next time y'all see Miss Tricia, remind her how lucky she is to have me, okay? She looked at me and she said, baby, she goes, 
aren't you glad we got this jar? She goes, we're going to be okay. We're going to make it. And I looked at her and I listened. Remember, I'm, I'm giving you a message tonight on the power of being thankful and that complaining will never get us to the kingdom where we want to be. Okay, and I'm being real with you tonight. And I looked at her and I said, no, I'm not glad we have this jar. I said, I'm the most humiliated human being that has ever been. I said, I'm so sorry. I feel like a failure. I said, we're fixing to have to sell Jackson show pigs. I said, the people at the feed store look at them like I'm crazy because I'm buying one sack of feed at a time. Nobody can figure out what's going on with me. And I said, I sure ain't going to ask anybody for anything. But I said, I don't get it. And the next morning, my phone rang. And it was Dodge, like I told you. Well, I talked to my buddy Joey sitting right here. Raise your hand, Joey. Most people know you. Hear me carefully. I do not have a closer friend on this planet than that man. He is my brother. I love him. And I needed somebody to talk to. Somebody that would not think I was asking them for money. Because the first thing, what's going to happen? I mean, just think about it, Duke. If I'd have called you and said, Duke, you don't understand, blah, 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 all this stuff. Well, I'm hinting for a check. I needed somebody that I could call and that I could speak to at that moment that knew. So I called Joey and I just vomited. Y'all ever just have one of them minutes where you just vomited everything up and you're just telling, listen, this is my conversation. Remember, and I'm, I'm giving you a message tonight on the power of being thankful. But this is what I did. I began to tell him, Joey, I'm so mad. I said, for 20 some odd years, I said, I've been sharing the gospel. And I said, I know people that are shysters. And I know people who beg people for money. And I said, all I've ever done is love people. And I said, I've been good with what God gave me. I haven't wasted anything. And I said, how in the world could God put me in this place? It ain't fair. Now, next part's pretty interesting. Joey didn't really say a whole lot, but he hung up. And my friend, who is closer to me than any human being on this planet, he didn't call me. And I thought, I wonder why Joey isn't calling me. You remember? Then I got mad. Best friend in the whole wide world. I ain't got nothing. He won't even pick up the phone. He don't want to call me. Y'all ever been there before? Am I just telling you something crazy? All been there, hadn't we? Well, little did I know that when Joey got off the phone with me, he said, I wretch in my drawer. And he said, I grabbed my checkbook. And he said, I sat down. And he said, I was fixing to write a big check because he said, I couldn't stand the thought of your family in need. And he said, the Lord shouted at me, no, you will not. I'm not doing this to Ray. I'm doing this for Ray. Well, that next morning, 
after the phone rang with Dodge and I went out and got my pickup, I'll never forget, here comes this phone call in. Everybody, most there's a bunch of you guys here that are going to know this guy and a whole bunch of you that ain't. But Grady White, when you're walking through something, the last sucker you want to talk to is Grady White. Do you understand me? Because Grady's not going to be compassionate. Grady's just going to tell you what the Word says. And I didn't want to know what the Word said. I wanted to throw my sucker in the dirt and complain to God because that would make it better. Because listen to me, because I was right. I knew when I preached, I preached with a right heart and a pure spirit and a right motive. I knew and I knew God had to be wrong for treating me this way. I knew people that said they loved me, but they sure wouldn't write a check to help the ministry go. I guess they thought we was just getting one of them EBT cards from President Obama and that's how our ministry was going to make it. Hello? Hello? I was mad. And I looked and I went, I just got off the phone with the people from Dodge. I had to tell them I'm a stupid preacher and I'm humiliated. I don't want to talk to Grady White. And I was like, oh, hello. I said, yes, Grady, what's up? He said, whoa, cowboy. I said, ain't no woe to it, Grady. I don't want to talk about it. He said, oh, no. He said, if I have to leave San Antonio, Texas, drive to Lubbock, Texas, we talking about it. And I said, I'm sick of all these people that say they love us. And I said, we're sitting over here. I said, I can't even buy food for my family. I said, I'm trying to figure out. I said, I'm fixing to go to Georgia. And I said, I've got just enough money to get to Georgia. And I hope there's enough cash to get me home because my credit card's full. I said, that's how my day's going. And I said, oh, by the way, Dodge called. And I think they're going to come get my pickup. And I might lose my house. I could be homeless at 47. Isn't that good, Grady? And I said, oh, and one other thing. I mean, I'm puking. I'm talking about violent. Blah, blah. I said, no, another thing. I said, all I had to my name for my wife to buy groceries was a little jar with nickels, dimes, and quarters. And I'll never forget, that goofy sucker had the audacity to say, Oh, I knew there's a reason I was supposed to call you today. The Lord wanted me to tell you it's about time you get thankful for some things in your life. Preacher cuss, preacher cuss, preacher cuss, preacher cuss, click! Not really, really. I got on the phone and I said, Grady, I don't want to be thankful. I said, why? I said, how can I thank God? I said, I'm a failure. He said, if you'll just begin to thank him. He said, you watch what God's about to do. So you know what I began to do? I began to thank him for little bitty things. Like when somebody would say, hey, can I buy you a Coke? You know how many people have bought me a Coke? Hello? Hello? You know how many people have bought me a Coke in my lifetime? Do you know how many I've been thankful for? Not many. It was just like, oh, thank you. I wasn't really thankful. It was like, but it's something to say. Let me tell you something. When you ain't even got enough money to buy, and I love a 44-ounce Diet Coke with ice. That's a gift from heaven. And I didn't even have enough money to get that. When somebody bought me a Diet Coke, I began to say, Lord, Thank you for this time. I just thank God. Can you imagine how heavens opened up when I said, Glory to God for the Diet Coke. 
Now, my son-in-law, six foot seven, 360 pound monstrosity. He loves to play golf. I love to play golf. He calls me. He knows we're so broke we can't even pay attention. And he says, hey, do you want to go play golf? You know what I told him in my great preacher voice? I said, I hate your guts. You know I'm broke. He said, no, I, I know. He said, but I want to buy you a round of golf. You know what I said? See, I was getting really good at being thankful and also extending the opportunity for someone to give me something else to be thankful for. I said, would you buy me a Coke and a candy bar? <laughs> Praise Jesus. Now follow me. I, I, I promise you I'm bringing this around. Those of you who heard me preach, understand. Listen, follow me. So we get to the golf course, and I am so thankful that I get to go play golf. Do you know how many rounds of golf I have played? And it's just I went to play golf. And then it's something when you see even the smallest thing. And you can find a way to give him praise in the middle. Even when everything else around you is broken. See I was out there playing golf that he was paying for. Man my finances were still in a mess. And I don't know why I promise you I didn't do anything wrong. I was cutting corners everywhere that I could. But I promise you. for the, I said Lord I just thank, thank you for letting me go play golf today. Thank you for this time. It's so awesome. And so we get out there and we're on hole number 14. I'll never forget as long as I live. And this man pulls up. I've never seen this man before and I've never seen him since old man pulls up and I said sir please don't play by yourself join with us he said what do y'all do this was the sum total of our conversation I said I preach for a living he does IT we played golf then we just dudes you know what I'm talking about women you don't want to go to the golf course with us we're, we find bushes to pee in and all kinds of stuff you don't want to go to the golf course we're just dudes okay we're just dudes and we were dudes the rest of that day I've never met this man before in my life we get to hole number 18 and I'll never forget we all make our putts and he walks off and he stops and he reaches in his pocket and he turns around and you can tell he's confused really and he walks up to me, and he says, I don't know why, but I'm supposed to give you this $100 bill. He said, I hope it helps your ministry. He said, what he didn't know is that $100 bill was going to help me buy just a little more feed so I didn't have to look my son in the eyes and be a failure. You don't think God cares about the things that you care about? Let me tell you something. All the complaining that I ever did during that time never fixed a thing. If your marriage is broken, honey, quit complaining and begin to thank God. Find something good about your husband to begin to give God thanks for. Find something good about your wife to begin to thank God for because I promise you it could be much worse. Let's read on. We are his people, the sheep of his field. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. 
Imagine what would happen. I've said it 30 times. I want the body of Christ to wake up to the realization of what we could be if we quit complaining and began to worship a king. So I came. Now, let me finish up here. Jojo called me, my friend. Things started getting better. He was crying. He said, man, you don't know how hard it was not to call you. But he said, I couldn't bear to talk to you knowing that your family was hurting. But he said, God said, no. Every step of the way. I walked into the feed store one day. Remember, I was buying one sack of feed at a time. I'll never forget, I walked in, and Miss Mary that owns the feed store, she'd been under our ministry forever. She said, Ray, she goes, today's your lucky day. I said, why, Miss Mary? Because to be honest with you, I didn't have any joy. How many of you know that complain? Dennis Aaron, tell me if I'm wrong. Complain and I'll take the joy plumb out of you, won't it? It'll just run it right out. Complain long enough and you'll begin to believe what has come out of your mouth. And I walked in to a lady that had sat under our ministry forever. She said, today's your lucky day. And I said, why, Miss Mary? Not just like that, why? I'd become hopeless. She said, because today, you're not just getting a bag of feed. She said, Lord's been dealing with me. She said, you're fixing to get a whole load of feed and additives and everything that you need. She said, I want to bless you. And now pride came up and I said, I will not. I came for one bag of feed and that's all I'm getting and I'm paying for it. Yes, ma'am. She said, well, you got a couple of choices. There's a feed store across town. You can go buy one sack of feed there. She said, I can load your truck up here. I said, in Jesus' name, I'll take the feed. You see, listen to me. In every step of the way, as God began to deal with me about the power of being thankful, I began to see these little things. God wanted to show me his hand at work. God wanted to show me his power at work. But I had been missing his hand and his power at work. It was already there in even the smallest of things. My heart and my lungs working together to give me breath and to give me oxygen. How much more power of his fingerprint, of his DNA, Am I missing? A breath is worth me crying out. Thank you, God, for today. Even if I'm broke. Imagine what we could be if we become what we were intended to be. I'm going to say that one more time. Imagine what we could be if we became what we were intended to be, and that is thankful. Bow your heads and close your eyes if you would. I'm done. There is great power in being thankful. I have no idea what's going on in your life, but as we close tonight, I want to ask you, to find one thing to be thankful for. And if all you have is that breath that you just took, I want you to thank him for it.
If you're walking through a difficult time right now, listen to me. If it's your bank account, if it's your health, whatever it is, if you're struggling with a business, whatever it is, you can either say to yourself, man, I came to this church tonight, and I guess it's just an accident and a coincidence that he's talking about walking through a hard time and learning the power of being thankful. Or you can go, God brought me here on purpose. I don't believe in accidents. Tonight, God's calling. He's probably going to say what Grady said to me. When's the last time you've been thankful for something as small and as insignificant as a little jar full of coins? So right now where you're sitting, you know a homeless man, he'd probably be thankful for about a 1968 model trailer house that was run down, especially if it had heat and air. Isn't it amazing how we get so busy wanting something else that we forget to be thankful for what we have? So right now, all across this place, I'm just going to ask you, Will you just give thanks for just something? Maybe it's big in your life or it could be small. I want us to become what we were intended to be. I want us to enter his courts with thanksgiving. Can we do that right now? Find something. I'm I'm, I'm just going to begin to thank him. And then you, you just do your deal on your own way. So, Father, I thank you. I thank you that at my house, I still have a jar with quarters, nickels, and dimes, and pennies. I thank you that this month I didn't need it to pay my bills. I just want to thank you for that. God, I want to thank you for my wife that I take for granted all the time. Father, tonight I don't want to take her for granted. I just want to thank you for her. Thank you that when you made Miss Tricia, you were thinking of me. Father, I want to thank you for Jackson. I want to thank you that when you made him, you were thinking of me. God, I thank you for your son. That when he came and died on that cross, you were thinking of me. I just thank you tonight. I ain't got everything figured out. But Father, I figured out you are worthy to be praised. And so I'm just going to praise you even in the middle of junk. Father, I just praise you. You are far more worthy of my praise than my junk is of my worry. So, Father, we honor you. We praise you. Now, if you're in this place tonight and you say, Ray, I don't know this Jesus that you're talking about praising. But, Ray, I want to. Ray, I'm lost on the inside. Ray, I got a big hole on the inside of me. Ray, I don't think I have ever accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. But, Ray, I want to. I'm tired of being broken. I'm tired of being empty. I want to be forgiven. If that's you in this place tonight, when I count to three, I want you to raise your hand up. And I want you not to do it ashamedly. I want it high. Because what you're doing is saying, Jesus, I want you. Because that's what he did on that cross. He wanted you. So if that's you tonight, when I count to three, I want you to get your hand up high. One. Two, 
three. Just raise it up. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yes. Anywhere else? Anywhere else? Yes, put your hands down. Yes, good. Good, good, good. Now, would you do me a favor? Would you all stand to your feet? I want to pray with you. Pastor Dennis and I, we both understand that words, they're just words. You ever told your mom or daddy you were sorry just because you didn't want to get your rear end whooped? All have, hadn't we? Wouldn't it be something, though, when you knew that you'd wronged them? you just come and you didn't care what they did. You just wanted them to forgive you. Tonight, we're going to pray this prayer. Just mean it with your heart. And you watch Jesus because he meant what he said with his heart. He'll come to you instantly. So all across this place, even if you didn't raise your hand, I want you to pray this prayer out loud with me. Repeat after me. Say, Dear Jesus, I confess I'm a sinner. I ask you, Lord, to please wash me and cleanse me with your blood that you shed on the cross of Calvary. Today, Lord, I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. Amen. Now put your hands together. The Bible says all of heaven rejoices. Now, hear me before I turn it over. If you made that decision tonight for Christ, it's awesome. But you need to find someone, look them in the eyes and say, I accepted Jesus and you need to take the next step of water baptism. Okay? I promise you it's important. And we love you to the moon and back. Thanks for letting us be back. I'm so glad I forgot my sound equipment because this has been a night to remember. We love it. We love it. Pastor Dennis. Or-